Hello and welcome to the second segment of the episode, and today we're going to be talking a little more about the game than just the discipline and what we've seen overall this season, but first we're going to start out with one of the bigger topics from the game. Offensive coordinator Matt Nagy got the go-ahead to make the play calls. I think that I think a lot of Chiefs Kingdom got a little too excited over this. Um... I think a lot of you guys got to realize that Andy Reid still built this game plan, put the plays in. He's the guy that worked with Nagy all week to, you know, he's the guy that put together the first two drives. You know, they, they always, you know, kind of plan that out. So how much of it was Nagy? How much of it was Reid? What, what what did you guys take away from the game? I I, I think it was ninety percent read. I mean, the first fifteen plays are scripted, so you know those were all Andy, which was the first two touchdowns. So mm-hmm. good good calls. The entire game plan was Andy. So the, the the list of plays they had were list of plays that Andy said these are the list of plays I want you to choose from. And then Andy had complete, to use a wrestling term, creative control to where every play had to be run through him. And if he liked it, cool, go ahead. If I don't like it, I'm changing it. To me, you're not calling the plays if you have to run everything through me and I can change whatever I want. To me, me looking myself in the mirror and realizing I'm messing up. So I'm handing the duties over to him means here's the playbook. Call whatever you want, do whatever you want. This is your job. Now my job is to be sit here and be a coach and try to get these guys to play. Right. That's not what he did. He walked around with the play sheet, the entire game. He had it in his hand, the whole game. And so it it, it was Andy Reid, which the offense played well. I mean, even if, even if Nagy called the plays, Andy still checked off and said, yep, that's what I would do. Good job. Or, no, I wouldn't do a QB sneak on third and one. I much prefer the left guard option pass that we've practiced all week, that he's caught every single one of them, and our defense hasn't stopped it yet, which is insane a lot because our defense doesn't stop anybody. So just because it works against them is not a big deal. And so you throw in, they only ran it 11 times. That screams Andy. You had a stupid gimmick play in a point where a gimmick play was stupid and pointless. It didn't need it. And it didn't fool anybody. He was double covered. That's Andy. So the first 15 plays were Andy. So I think Nagy was in name only. I'm glad he at least did something. But in the end, it was lip service to get the press and people off his butt. That's all it was. And... Nagy's getting head coach looks. So just like he did with Peterson when he said, oh, yeah, Peterson's calling plays now, too, which we all know he wasn't. But it looks good on a job, on a resume. So I I think it was just a complete farce. Andy was calling the plays for the most part, and he did it to get the press off his butt and get Nagy a job. So what do you think, Chris? Now, they script plays coming into the second half, too, right? That I don't know. I know they do the first 15, but I don't know about the second half. I think 
I I'm almost positive. I'm sure somebody will correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm I'm, I'm almost positive that they do the same thing in the second half as well. Um, I would, uh, which means, let's see, if it was 15 plays, that probably means well into the fourth quarter uh, with that, what, nine minutes that the Jets had, that drive. Uh, I, I, you know, I was excited until I talked to you guys. <laughs> I, I thought, all right, you know, and then once you guys brought that up, then it all came back. Peterson came back, and I thought, oh, yeah, you, you guys are right. There's... It's just going to be same old, same old. You know, I mean, uh, it was nice to see the Chiefs do what they're good at for a change. Um, it was nice to not see um, four screenplays in a row. Uh, they still don't seem to grasp how important the running game is for possession you know, for uh, just mixing it up. So, yeah, we did great. Um, what, we went deep five out of six times. I think we went over – Alex went uh, past 20 yards five out of six times. Four of those went for touchdowns. Um, those That's a pretty good percentage. Um, I, I don't understand why we couldn't have done that um, the previous two weeks. Um so if I was going to grade the offense, I would uh, <clears throat> I wouldn't give them any better than than a C, um, because I'm still bitter about the two weeks before. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, you know, it it doesn't take this isn't rocket science, man. Do what works for you. Don't stop. Don't stop doing what works for you. Um, I I have said this from the preseason. If you have Tyreek Hill and you have a guy who can get it to him, man, that's that's backyard football. I mean, honestly, that's that's backyard football. If you got a guy like like Tyreek Hill out there, give me a break. Until they start doing something to stop Tyreek Hill, you have you have to do exactly what Alex Smith did with Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill should have 150 yards receiving every game, two to three touchdowns every game until defenses try to stop. And when that happens, then you're going to see a little bit more happen. If Kareem Hunt only gets nine nine rushes, you're still going to see a little bit of ha- happen with that running game. I mean, you know, it, it's, it is what it is. Same offense that we've seen um, early in the season. Um, it was all canceled out thanks to the defense. Um, it, it was nice, you know, I mean, it, it, it's fun to watch. It's fun to watch Travis Kelsey go off, uh, um, for a half every single game. It's fun to watch, uh, Tyreek Hill get, uh, get some opportunities downfield. Um, you know, it was, uh, I even enjoyed Alex Smith's run. You know, that was a, that was a, he fought. He fought. He wanted. He wanted those yardage. He didn't go down easy. He didn't. Didn't slide. Um, I mean, he did kind of give up there at the end. But uh, you know, I. I just. Uh, there were some good things, but but there were some bad things. Uh, you got a Travis Kelsey one catch, four yards in the second half. I'm not okay with that. Um, there. You got to You got to Just because you go into the locker room at halftime doesn't mean you have to come out and forget what you did. 
and, and to me, they just forgot. Travis Kelsey tore them up. And this is about the fourth time this season that Travis Kelsey looked like he was on his way to break records and then was obsolete in the second half. Um, is that defensive adjustments or is that uh, just just our coaching staff forgetting that we have him? I, I don't understand that. I don't understand why 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 if something's working, you go away from that. You stop. Um, but again, uh, the problem with their offense is if a defense does what I just just mentioned, starts starts keying on Tyreek Hill, starts keying on Travis Kelsey, we don't have we don't have anybody else. I mean, it's Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey were the guys. They were the guys. Um, Albert Wilson didn't do much. Uh, you know, Robinson didn't do much. Um, it, it was, uh, it was Hill, Kelsey and Smith. And that was, had to have been over 90% of our offense. And that's not going to work. That's not Super Bowl caliber, um, play in my opinion. I like Trav. how you finish that just because there's a few things that I can kind of clear up there. Travis Kelsey had three or four targets in between those first two drives and the final two minutes. Um, but I think that it wasn't that they forgot about Travis Kelsey or didn't design anything up for him. I think it was just Tra or Tyreek Hill was coming wide open and in single coverage. And why would you not throw it to Tyreek Hill anytime there's not a safety over the top? I mean, like you said, that's backyard football. There's no one that's going to keep up with him. And I think that you, you, you look at our offense, and the offense was only on the field for 45 plays in 17 minutes. That felt like the longest game I have ever watched of the Chiefs because they were only on the offense for 17 minutes and 11 seconds. It's absolutely disgusting. And it shows how bad the defense was. But I think that, like I said, if Tyreek Hill's one-on-one, -on -one, you got to take the shot. I'm sorry, Travis Kelsey, but this that, that's money. And I think that that's a lot of the reason why you didn't see a lot of Robinson or Albert Wilson. Um, Robinson got the usual one or two looks in the beginning of the game, and then he kind of disappeared, you know, that can be some of the same issue and going back a few games, you know, of not wanting to throw him the ball. But I think more, more and more it was Tyreek Hill, single coverage, defenses not expecting Alex Smith to go deep, and he did, and the Jets failed to basically fix it, you know, and I, I think that it kind of worked to an advantage for them. Um, you know, talk, talking about, Matt Nagy, if he if he is the one calling the plays, I think I think that I think he he is calling some of the plays, and I think that you know there was probably some that Reed didn't agree with and had changed or whatever. But it's it's whatever you want to know because we we don't we're never going to really know what you know how that relationship worked that game. But I still have concerns. I think that don't get me wrong. The offense looked fantastic. I I was definitely excited to see the deep balls, even the one that was thrown a little short of Tyreek Hill that could have been another touchdown. 
but just the fact that he was throwing them down there. I'm I'm good. And my concern is there was no run game. So does this mean that no matter who is calling the plays, Kareem Hunt's getting nine carries again? And that that's concerning for me. And, you know, I, I read a little bit about it in an article that came out Monday morning. And as we're recording this on Monday night, I have another one coming out on Tuesday morning, which is going to get probably even more backlash. And I, I think that you guys are misreading or misunderstanding what I'm trying to say here. And I explained in the article, and maybe I should have put in all caps, the defense 100% lost this game. Yes. The offense couldn't get down in the last couple minutes. They would have had a lot more time if the defense wasn't causing penalties. Would have kicked a field goal instead of gotten a touchdown on like nine attempts. With that being said, if your defense cannot get off the field, even after the third quarter, your, or the start of the third quarter, being on the field for 9 minutes and 31 seconds to start off the half, and you go out and throw a 79-yard touchdown pass in one play. Well, now you have a defense that can't get off the field. You have a defense that got to sit for one, two plays, if you count the extra point. So now you have a defense that's already struggling, that can't get their assignments right, and now we're gassed. Have have no time to go catch a breath. That, I'm, that's not saying that it's not their fault. They paid. They played like crap. But when your defense is struggling like that, like the Jets' defense was, but the Jets controlled it better. The Jets held on to the ball. They had the ball for... What was it? Like 43 minutes and 49 seconds? They knew their defense wasn't stopping our offense. So what did they do? They ran the ball 40 sometimes. They made they kept it out of our offense's hands. And that's all I'm saying. I'm not saying that this is on the offense. I'm saying that that's a concern. That's something that you have to pay attention to. Where, where, where do you guys land on that? I guess. I, I kind of agree. I, I, I kind of agree with you. I mean, overall, I'd give the team a B minus on the offense. You, you had the ball for the third game in a row with time on the clock to win the game, and you didn't come through. But I'm like you on the score too fast. It's like. Yeah, you, you like the score, and I'm never going to tell you not to throw to a wide open hill on a deep ball. But, man, at some point you got to be like, okay, that throw is going to be there. So if you know that throw is going to be there, which it was all game, for because for some god reason the Jets didn't get the memo that the rest of the league has gotten the last six weeks, which is play cover two and they can't beat you. I don't know what defense they were playing, but it wasn't cover two. So stupid on them. But clearly the defense they were playing, you were going to get that throw all day. 
because we did get it all day. So, especially in the fourth or third, fourth quarter when, God, they're killing you and you know they're killing you, run a couple, run first and second down, or at least run first down. Eat at least 40 seconds and then throw it deep. I mean, it's it's a team game. It's kind of like Vermeil used to do the same thing. I got it. We like scoring. Nobody's telling you not to score. But you score so easily, wait a couple plays and then score. You know, run it once or twice, three times in a row. Who knows? If Hunt gets five yards, which he was averaging 4.4 carry, run it two or three times, get a first down or two, let your defense catch a break, and then, I mean, you can go to the defense. You guys ready? You cool? You're good? Okay, we're going to go ahead and throw it deep then. Okay. You guys need another play? Okay, well, wait. We're going to run it one more play, and then, then we'll go deep. That's how confident I was in the offense yesterday, the way they were throwing it. So go with it. But I understand the people that get mad. Our offense has sucked for three weeks in a row where they can barely score a point. So complaining about they score too fast is stupid. And like you said, it's 100% on the defense. 100,000%. The offense gets zero blame. But it's kind of one of those team things, and again, coaching, where you got to know what you, what your team's doing, what it's going to take to win. And after they tied it up 14-14 to 14 and even went ahead, okay, it's time to start playing this game a little different. And that's where I would have started slowing it down, run a few more times, at least until they tell me that, okay, Hunt's only going to get a yard of carry, fine, just throw it deep and hope the defense stops him, but... I would have preferred to see him slow it down just a little bit, knowing they could get that big bomb anytime they wanted. How about you, Chris? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to do my best. You guys can grade me. I'm going to do my best to, to use a baseball analogy when talking about football, and I'm going to do this on a whim. To me, what we what we saw yesterday, <laughs> awesome. uh, yeah, what we saw yesterday <clears throat> reminded me. Now I'm a baseball coach as well. Okay, um, if you have uh, if you have a baseball team, you got a few guys that can hit home runs, but you can never get anybody on base you're still a losing team. Those home runs don't matter if they're solo. Those home runs matter if you have men on base. Um, It's just something that that popped up in in my head listening to you guys. Um, I think you're right, Travis. Um, You guys are the only two on Twitter. The... (laughs) We, and I haven't come to defend you once yet. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, keep in mind that, that keep in mind that most of the people arguing on Twitter are only looking at what our editor Matt Connor puts on Arrowhead Addict and getting you a glimpse of what I talk about in the article. They're not actually going in reading the article. In fact, one guy admitted so. Open the dang article, guys, just for a minute. Skim <laughs> through it. You, you, don't argue. Have, you don't even have to read the whole thing. Read the first couple paragraphs, and you'll see where we're coming from. All of us. Uh, all of us. We, uh, you can't 
All right, the play's there. Tyreek Hill is there. The play deep to Tyreek Hill is there. All right, so after the plays deep to Travis Kelsey are there. We know this. We we know it. Um, it works. Uh, yeah. If if the Jets had the ball for ten minutes less than what they did, for five minutes less than what they did, the Chiefs would have won the game. If um, I fully agree um, that that those have to be mixed in. We hit a bunch of home runs, but we never had anybody on base. And so we hit the home runs, and then we go off the field, and then nine minutes later, we get back out there, we hit a home run, then we go back off the field. We cannot uh, – it's not winning football. There's a formula. The formula is wrong. So we have four deep balls that score touchdowns, and that's great. And those are highlights, and those will get the crowd going and get the fans jeering. But that's not winning football. It's not winning football. Um, You – I have seen Andy Reid. I don't know what's going on with the running game, but I've seen Andy Reid run lesser backs more times than nine. Um, whether we're losing or winning, whether he's losing or winning in Philadelphia, in Kansas city. Um, I'm sure Char Kendrick West as a backup has ran the ball nine times before in the last four seasons. I'd have to check it out, but I just, uh, yeah, Google. Um, yeah, I agree. I mean, it's, You know what the defense is. I mean, every time that the Jets get the ball, um, if if they were playing in Kansas City, some of those players could have gone home and made a sandwich and gotten back in time. Uh, it, it's uh, I understand. Uh, if you don't read our articles, and we do this on purpose, and the people we work for do this on purpose, um, sometimes the headline doesn't just say it all and that's just a little secret sometimes you have to read and there's people like travis and there's people like Britt, and there's people like myself there's not a whole bunch of them but there's a few that will actually involve ourselves with the readers and the uh the number one thing that we all i mean there's no argument if you didn't read the article your argument's null and void and you end up looking less than smart. Yeah, that's the first thing I ask anybody that comments on the article. Did you read it? If you say yes, okay. Then if we have difference of opinion, I'm all for discussing. Obviously, I write articles and have a podcast specifically for it. I like talking. People can have different opinions. But if you tell me I didn't read it, well, then that just means, shoot, my Andy Reid article where the headline was, Andy Reid deserves to be fired. Yeah, I got lots of takes, <laughs> which was great because it got lots of clicks and lots of looks. But, yeah, I had people, no, I didn't even read it. Well, then, dude, you don't know what I was saying. I didn't just say he should be fired and stopped writing. You know, there was a point, and most of the people that read the article said, good points. I don't agree with you, but good points. That's fine. That's that's the whole point is we all write because we have an opinion. We want to share it. You don't have to agree with it. We just like to share it. 
same thing with this podcast. Not everybody's going to agree with me. Nobody ever agrees with me, but I'm used to that. I'm married, so <laughs> it's nothing new. I hear it every day, but. Yeah, I think with most of mine, you can tell that who has and hasn't read it. In fact, you know, we were talking before we started recording, you know, a few weeks ago uh, on one of my Saturday articles, our editor, Matt Connor, uh, actually was on Twitter, even on the Arrowhead Addict account, I'm pretty sure, and was having to reply to some of these people like, read the article. <laughs> You know, so the 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 headlines are to get you to click on it, but go read it before you make it a co- make a comment and try and argue it. Because a lot of times you guys are arguing exactly what I've argued in the article. But yeah. and and inside article work, which I've always heard this about like actual newspapers and stuff. But now that I'm doing it, I know it's true. We don't write the titles. Nope. God bless Matt and his ability to come up with a title that sounds good. Half my articles, I don't even add a title because I suck at titles. So I just leave him blank like, dude, say whatever you want. (laughs) And he comes up with great ones. So think about that. Well, your title was – well, I didn't write the title, dude. The title was written for you to click. That's the whole point of a title. (laughs) That's the job. (laughs) Yeah. Anyways – Moving on a little bit, but kind of picking up from where we left off. 100% on the defense. They made Josh McCown look like Tom Brady, throwing 26 for 36, 331 yards, a touchdown. Even had two quarterback sneaks for touchdowns. It was terrible. I mean, you know, like I said about the run game, you had Matt Forte, 15 for 58. You had Powell for 18 for 48. You had McGuire for 5 for 20, for God's sakes. I mean, we couldn't stop the run, and a lot of that, I honestly believe, has to do with Raglan not being on the field enough. Um, You had Jermaine Curse, who I think had his first 100-yard game last week, um, go 9 for 157. The rest of the season has pretty much been a (laughs) non-factor. Robbie Anderson, who we knew was going to be their deep threat, 8 for 107. I mean, all across the board, it was absolutely terrible. The, you know, I think that Steven Nelson looked just shy of Philip Gaines out there. You know, we've all seen the, uh, the longest yard. I honestly think that we need to investigate Steven Nelson for shaving points. I mean, that's how bad he looked. I actually heard it that on the radio this week, terrible. too. <laughs> really? W- which station? Uh, who was it? I think it was 810 was talking about, like, uh, people. There's supposedly NFL people that investigate questionable stuff well, they to, should to look into. Students. And they're like, if there is such a thing, uh, this should be the top of the list. <laughs> yes, I completely agree. Um, but, yeah, you, you know, they, they couldn't get off the field. 13 out of 20 conversions on third downs. And... I'm going to pull up that stat about third downs that I was telling you guys before we hit record. Um, On third downs, there was 20 plays. They more than doubled their yards per play for 9.5 yards per play on third downs, 13 conversions, and three touchdowns. 
they had one touchdown that wasn't on a third down. That's how bad it was. Yeah, and I'll even say the the running defense wasn't that bad. I mean, yeah, they still gave up some runs, but I mean, you just route off. They had, what, 30 running plays and only gave up a little over 100 yards or something. I'll take that. But those third downs, God, they were third and six, third and 10. I think there was a third and 16, and they got them easy. I mean, guys, five five yards wide open, like, well, pitch and catch. How does that, like, how does that happen? Like, that's what you'd say. Hold them on first and second, get them in third and long, defense wins. No? It was hold them on first and second, and it's really easy on third down. Like, it's almost like, man, why don't they just run that third down play on first down? They already have a touchdown. But they were doing kind of like we thought the Chiefs were doing. We we said maybe the Chiefs should have done. We know we got that 15-yard play anytime we want it. So let's run first and second down, eat clock, because we know our defense can't stop them. And then we'll get a first down, run it first and second down again, eat some clock. Third and 15, no big deal. We got that. That's frankly what we should have done yeah, <laughs> when, outside, when you see the results. Outside of the scrambles by McCown, they ran it 42 times. And, you know, you look at you look at Forte, who ran for 3.9, Powell 2.7, McGuire had that decent run, I think a 19-yard run, so that pretty much boosted it because he had 5 for 20. So, you know, on four of those carries, he was either going backwards or just hitting the last scrimmage. So, you know, they they weren't doing terrible, but I didn't think it was as good. And, of course, you know, like we've always talked about, when you continue to run the ball, one's going to break off. It happened. Nothing major. You know, the, the longest play in the run game was 19 yards by McGuire. But once again, they stayed on the field. Yeah. All right, Go for it, Chris. I, I know you're Jones and Chris. <laughs> <laughs> oh, guys. Um, it's been such a depressing couple episodes. I'm. I'm beside myself. Uh, <laughs> I'm beside myself. I don't know what to say that's child-friendly right here. Thirteen uh, third downs. To me, that just seems like an astronomical number that uh, 23rd downs total, which tells you how often the Jets had the ball without knowing all the other information. You know, these games come down to inches, and and we need these, these games to come down to miles. Uh, it, it's not... It's not okay that we allow these teams that 
are near dwelling on the bottom, I shall say. It's not okay that we're allowing these teams to look like all pro teams. Um, I mean, the, the Jets look like, you know, they look like a Pro Bowl team. We made Jermaine Curse look like, like he did six years ago. We made uh, <clears throat> McCown look like the best decision the Jets ever made in the history of their program. It's and and it happens. It happens week after week after week. Somebody, yeah, uh, we make we make people look good. We've talked about this before. Um, it, it, it's if we would have stopped them, perhaps on one of those third down conversions, we're talking about a Chiefs win right now. I mean, in order to, you know, the Jets didn't kill us. They didn't kill us with plays like we were getting them. They weren't. They weren't getting us with those, those one play drives, those two play drives. They were getting us with fifteen play drives. Um, <clears throat> your defense can can get tired if they're talented and still be okay. If you don't have a talented defense and you get tired. You go from bad to worse, and I think that's what we saw happen. Um, you know, in our in our last episode, we talked about the discipline and heart and 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 all that stuff. And man, um, you know, you, you throw uh, you throw a person that's not disciplined, that has no heart, that has no drive, that has no ambition that has no want, and then you make him sleepy, well, you've got big problems on your hands all of a sudden. And that's where the Chiefs sat yesterday. Um, it's, it's, almost, it's almost hard to, to sit here and try to explain all the bad things. Um, all the bad things that, that happened on the defensive side. Um, basically, because if I were to challenge you guys to name a good thing, um, I think we'd hear silence. In fact, name a good thing. Britt, name one. Reggie Raglan played good again, although I have to preface that good thing with he got less snaps than Derek Johnson, who needs to have no snaps in the game at this point because he's done. He's done. He's over. He needs to be gone. No more snaps. Love you, DJ. You're going to be in the ring. Great player. You're done. So even my good thing, which I'm trying to think while I'm talking, if I can think of an even better thing, and I got nothing. So Reggie Raglan playing good for like the fifth game in a row is a great sign to me. But okay. He only had 10% of the snaps, so. All right. Well, I didn't think you'd come up with anything, so I'm not going to invite you to play next time. Travis, <laughs> you're... I think that something that actually surprised me a little bit, we have two guys in the top 10 receiving yards this year. Tyreek Hill at number six, 
Travis Kelsey at number 10. I'm okay with that. I think that everybody that wanted to call Tyreek Hill just a gadget player and nothing better. Where are those people now? Chris Carter's still on Fox or whatever that station is, and he says Tyreek Hill's no good. All right, give me his number. <laughs> Watch him on that before, show with Nick Wright. Right. I wrote an article before I came over to Arrowhead Addict on why he will be better than just a gadget player. I wrote an article somewhere four or five games in, of course, when we were doing well, on what we've seen in him not being a gadget player. I think you really do have some real talent there. And I think that he has a very high ceiling, a lot of potential. I think that's something to, I guess, look forward to. But, yeah, I I don't know. I I didn't, I did not expect to have two guys in the top ten. So that's my good thing. You're not invited to play either. I thought we were just talking about defense. If we were going offense, I could come up with more good things, but Yeah, all right. Yeah, oh you kinda cheated, Travis. Okay. All right, we'll go to the we'll go to the offense. Let's fl- oh, let's flip oh, that though. You you hey, one good thing no on terms. defense. <laughs> that was There's Travis no mic drop. There's nothing good. <laughs> <laughs> There was no terms on offense or defense. Okay. Yeah. All right. You got me on a technicality. You got me on a technicality. <laughs> Listen. Uh, yeah. On the offense, I, I, I can, I, you know, yeah, they're Kelsey and Hill are, are it. Um, I mean, uh, early in the season, Alex Smith's performance, uh, m- you know, it did. It meant a lot. Uh, it doesn't mean as much to me now. Um, because I feel like that this season is done and he's going to be gone. And so I'm paying value. No, there is no trade. (laughs) There is no trade value. I'm sorry. I, we're going to end up cutting him. Um, uh, you know, (laughs) honestly, uh, Oh, I, I don't remember who I was listening to, but they were talking to the jets. Uh, somebody, somebody within the jets organization or somebody who writes for the jets and, and, uh, and they mentioned Alex Smith and this is before the game and they laughed, uh, you know, like, no, we don't want Alex Smith. And I think that that's really the way the, the rest of the, the rest of the league is going to look at it. We could Cleveland use him. Sure. Could, you know, are there some other teams out there who could use him? Yeah, absolutely. But, um, you know, these teams are going to be in a spot to where they're going to be able to get you know, if they really need another quarterback and they need to draft another quarterback, they're going to do that rather than pay Alex Smith a bunch of money. Um, they're not going to give up. Uh, I just don't see it. Um, I, I, I don't, I don't see it. It doesn't, I don't care about the trade value. I think, uh, I think Andy Reed has a special place in his heart for Alex Smith. And uh, I think, I think, Andy Reid does care about his trade value, um, but I don't. Um, I'm now looking at what every decision that we've made the last couple weeks and the, the Chiefs make uh, going forward for the rest of this season, how it's going to affect the 2018 season. 
and what we saw yesterday. Um, I went from the beginning of the year saying that, uh, you know, the Chiefs are, are going to be top notch at the top for years to come. And, uh, and the more we play this season and the more I see little to no changes to the necessary things that they see just like we do, um, that, that there may be a couple years where, where we're going to have to, uh, we're going to have to find ourselves. We haven't found ourselves in what, seven weeks. Um, I don't know that we're going to find ourselves in seven months. Uh, but I have, it is embarrassing. It is embarrassing. Uh, the defense should be embarrassed. Um, I would, uh, I don't have anything good to say guys. I really don't. I, I don't have anything good to say. Um, I'm glad Tyreek Hill is doing as good as he is. Chris Carter is wrong. He's a number one wide receiver. Um, I think he is going to be comparable and he's even going to get better when he's got a guy that can uh, throw to Tyreek Hill's talents. Um, I think that, uh, you know, Travis Kelsey is arguably the best tight end in the game. If not, uh, you know, it's either him or Gronk. There's no, there's no other option there. Um, but they're it. That's it. And, and go back to that offense. There's, all I saw was Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. That didn't beat the Jets. It's not going to beat the Patriots. It's not going to beat the Steelers. That's not going to beat the Chargers. I mean, you know, it, it's just not. It's not going to beat the Jaguars. It's not going to beat, you know, I mean, look. But, you know, even if we do make the playoffs, we're not going to have a favorable. <laughs> we're not going to have favorable matchups. We don't have favorite. We haven't had favorable matchups in the last three weeks. Apparently, um, you know, there's not going to be a home game. There's not going to be a home game. More than likely, I don't see it happening. Uh, if we do make the playoffs, it's just, uh, I don't know. It, it's, it's, a, it's amazing to see, to see what has happened to this team. Um, and, and I use the word amazing wrong in, in that sentence, but, uh, Nothing good. Nothing good coming from me. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I mean, I pretty much agree with you. I think one thing I wanted to talk about was, you know, with everything with Kareem Hunt, he hasn't had a 100-yard game since week five. He hasn't scored a touchdown since week three. I, I think that, I don't think that he's hit a wall other than the wall of like eight or nine guys that are waiting for him. But at the same time, I don't think this offensive line is built for Kareem Hunt. It's built for Jamal Charles. And Kareem Hunt doesn't have as quick of cuts, as quick of, you know, he, he's not as fast as Jamal Charles was. And that's what this line was for. It was athletic. It wasn't big, strong offensive linemen. And I think that, you know, if you get offensive linemen that – are not guys that you swing out from your center, which I love Mitch Morse, but a center that swings out isn't really to Cream Hunt's expertise. I think that you need bigger guys that can push defensive linemen around 
instead of guys that can get out into space. Kareem Hunt has never been this speed back. He, you know, if you watched his college film, he got run down from behind a few times. And that's not knocking on him. It's just not the player he is. Now, the fact that he is still breaking tackles constantly in the backfield and getting just a couple-yard gain is absolutely insane to me. I think that he's an extraordinary back. He just doesn't have the tools around him. And, you know, we've, t- we've talked on here about how, you know, not throwing the deep ball has really hurt the run game because they're prepping. They're, they're playing the run every time. Well, they, they didn't really run the ball, and the Jets didn't, you know, adjust to the Chiefs beating them deep. So I kind of get it, but at the same time, like I said earlier, I think that they should have ate up a little more clock. But, you know, you, you look at I think that Kareem Hunt still could have some, uh, a lot of success maybe next year. Maybe even next game. You know, we, we love to run the ball against the Raiders. We love to beat them up there. I think they ran it something like 18 times last time against the Raiders. Maybe they'll do it again. Love your optimism. <laughs> I try. I had to get a little bit of good in there. Uh, well, you know, that's a, my, that's a little bit. My wife. All I got. Yeah, my wife, she was, uh, I had told her at the, months ago, you know, I want a Kareem Hunt jersey. I've I've had a, uh, uh, I don't spend money on jerseys often. I've had a Joe Montana, well, you know, Chiefs, of course. I've had a Derek Thomas. And I had a Jamal Charles. Um, I will get a Tyreek Hill. But after, after seeing Kareem Hunt come in, um, I told my wife, I said, I want a cream hunt jersey. She showed me a picture on her phone. Um, <clears throat> she had a jersey in her cart. She was going to buy one online. And I actually told her, ah, save your money. Wait till next year. It, it's just where I'm at. Uh, the Chiefs have wore me out um, physically, emotionally. Um, I wake up sore. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> I, I just, I, your headache's just, worse when you wake up. Yeah, I just can't, uh, I just can't believe that this is the product that, that we're seeing out there. It's, it's pretty ugly. I mean, like I said, going forward, I, I can't pick them to win until they show me they can win at this point. I think they can, but I'm not picking it. I mean, at this point, they are as bad as they are, and that's just as bad as the Jets. And I'll keep watching, and we all have to keep watching because, you know, you know I, I mean, they show us a new way to lose <laughs> every week. Um, I mean, it's just, oh. It can't get any worse, and then it does. <laughs> and then it can't get any worse, and then it does. Yeah, it's it's pretty miserable. Uh, one thing I just scanning over my notes, checking if there's anything I wanted to further on. Did you guys notice that Terrell was on the field 33 snaps? 
on the defensive side? I noticed him a couple times. I was like, why Why is he playing? <laughs> and that, that kind of brings me to the next point. We've, we failed to talk about Rivas. Um, we got what we expected. A uh, guy who hasn't played in a year. Um, but I agree with how much they played him. I don't agree with how they did it. I don't think they should have just given him the starting job the whole first half and then just having him standing there holding his you know, pads in the second half. Especially when your defense can't get off the field, your secondary is really struggling, and Rebus struggled as well. But get a guy that's got some oxygen on the field, for God's sake. You, you know, and you know maybe that's what they were doing with Terrell. Why not do that with Rebus? I don't know. That's just something that bugged me. Yeah, I agree. I didn't quite get the whole play 38 snaps in the first half and then take his helmet so he can't play the second half. If he had a snap count, spread it out. But whatever. That just adds to the number of times they confuse me by stuff they do. So, What do you guys have? Anything else you guys want to cover before we end the two segments? Uh, I think I'm depressed enough for one night. <laughs> oh. I hear I have a beer calling my name. Yeah, I'm 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 tired of hearing myself talk about this crap. <laughs> let's, well, let's wrap it up. <laughs> that's it, guys. <laughs> if you guys have not crawled up in the fetal position in the bottom of your shower, just crying, haven't even taken your clothes off, you're just soaked, just depression. Welcome. I I can't believe you made it through. I'm surprised we made that through. So. Thank you guys for listening to the Blitz Package over on Arrowhead Addict and Blog Talk Radio. Make sure you go find us on Twitter and at Arrowhead Addict and Casey Kingdom. Uh, Let us know what you guys think, and we will talk to you guys next time previewing the Raiders game.